Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Next Generation. I'm coming to you from upstate New York, where we're supposed to get, apparently we're supposed to get a huge snowstorm this weekend, but if your weather channel is anything like our weather channels here in New York, everyone says something different. Um, Buffalo is getting hit with a huge storm this weekend, Um, and then we are too here in upstate, supposedly. But then I'm getting all these um, alerts on my phone telling me we're having thunderstorms. I don't know. It's really gray and yucky out there. But anyways, supposed to have crazy weather all over the country, um, especially in Iowa this weekend. There's supposed to be bone chilling temperatures and snow for the Iowa caucuses. So I pray everyone stays safe. Um, the football game in Buffalo this weekend is supposed to be really snowy. And then I guess the Chiefs and Dolphins game is supposed to be like negative 50 uh, wind chill. Anyways, everyone bundle up, stay safe. Um, I'm doing this podcast super early in the morning on Saturday because me and the husband have plans for today. So I'm really excited about that. And we need to go get all of our stuff done before the snow hits so I can bundle up with my dogs and our new wood stove and just stay inside. I don't mind being snowed in on the weekends. I just don't want snow when I have to drive an hour to work. So Anyways, today we are going. Oh, I'm Jenna Norman. This is the uh, Next Generation podcast. Probably should have said that in the beginning. But um, I have for you today some huge updates from ICANN on the COVID vaccine information. Um, I have more updates on what they're calling uh, Disease X. And then I've got a ton of Iowa caucus stuff and Trump stuff. Um, New York City, a New York City school kicked their students out to house immigrants. Um, just some other news. And last week I went really, really long and I'm not sure uh, <laughs> how that happened. Apparently I was on a roll last weekend. Um, should not be that long this weekend because I've got stuff to do. And I almost didn't do a podcast this weekend because we've been so busy at work. Usually uh, between patients or if I have a little downtime, I write down my notes of what I'm going to talk about. I have had zero time this past week. Our hospital is busting at the seams with patients. We have no place to put anyone. It is a madhouse. So I kind of jotted some stuff down quick yesterday and a little bit this morning. Um, So let's jump right in. So first, um, a federal judge orders the CDC to release all V-safe free text entries in a large win for vaccine safety transparency. And this is my only article today, guys. So you'll probably be real happy about that. It says, one year ago on the heels of ICANN obtaining the check the box portion of the V-safe data, another lawsuit was brought to demand that the CDC release the critical free text entries collected by VSafe. And VSafe is CDC's safety monitoring system for the COVID-19 vaccines. A federal judge has now ordered the release of all 7.8 million entries over the next 12 months. So VSafe, the vaccine safety monitoring system rolled out for COVID-19 vaccines, was touted by the CDC as part of the most intensive safety monitoring effort in U.S. history. But despite continued claims that the vaccines are safe and effective, CDC refused to release the VSafe data to back this up. 
is ICANN supporters will recall it took two previous lawsuits for ICANN to finally obtain the check the box portion of the vSafe data, which can be found on our vSafe dashboard. However, one critical part of the vSafe data was missing the free text fields. I just realized that I said data and data two different ways. I don't know the correct way to say that, but anyways, these are fields where users, users could type up to 250 characters about anything they wanted, such as details on their additional symptoms or their medical care. One of the reasons the free text data is so important is because the check the, bo- the, check the box data previously released to ICANN beyond being able to report seeking medical care or being unable to perform normal life functions only tracked minor and generalized reactions such as chills, headache, fatigue, or tiredness, and vomiting. Thus, the only place for participants to report serious and anticipated adverse reactions, including myocarditis, was in these free text fields, making this data crucial to understanding COVID-19 vaccines safety profile and our federal health authorities' resulting actions. We are therefore thrilled to announce that in a lawsuit against the CDC brought by the lawyers that regularly represent ICANN on behalf of the Freedom Coalition of Doctors for Choice, District Court Judge Matthew Kazmarek ordered the CDC to produce every single free text entry sought within just over a year by January 15, 2025. This is a huge win for transparency. Although the CDC argued that producing the entries was too burdensome and therefore should never have to do so, the court vehemently disagreed and granted expediting processing recognizing that the development and distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine was one of the greatest endeavors in recent history. Predictably, the American public now seeks access to COVID-related papers to ensure that relevant government policies were and still are supported and justified by the available, available data. This is precisely what FOIA contemplates and facilitates. In this brilliant 29-page ruling, which you can read um, in full here, which I can send to you if you would like, the court also noted that the production of the free tax data will permit independent researchers to put the government agencies to their proof by considering all of the available data. What an, out, what an outstanding way to start the new year. This ruling sends a clear message to our federal agencies that we are not moving on and forgetting about the pandemic or the actions they took. ICANN will not stop until all the data is released to the public and there's true transparency and accountability around COVID-19. So the first production of the 390,000 monthly entries will be released on February 15th of this year and can be downloaded at icandecide.org. So this is a huge win. Great work by Dell Bigtree and his team, as usual. Um, just a quick side note, uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr., who is running for president as an independent, um, has made Dell Bigtree the communications director of his campaign. And I've said before, I'm going to do a deep dive and um, on DeSantis and RFK and compare the two. I will do that probably not until after the primaries are over, because RFK is just not on my radar right now. I mean, he is, but not my focus. Um, The primary is my focus right now. But after the primaries, and depending on whether we have Trump or DeSantis, um, I will do a comparison between um, Trump and or DeSantis and uh, Bobby Kennedy. So 
moving on. One of the biggest stories that nobody is telling you about um, are findings from a recent study on how you can reduce your risk of cancer by 60%. Um, so cancer is the number one killer or the number two killer in the world right now. Heart disease is number one. Um, so how, how can we reduce our cancer by our cancer by 60%? Um, I'm going to play you a video here by Dr. Paul Merrick, but it's vitamin D, omega-3 fatty acids and exercise. That seems pretty simple, right? Just those three things can reduce your cancer risk by 60%. Why isn't anyone talking about this? Well, because Cancer is big money. The cancer industry is big, big money. The healthier you are, the less money there is to be made. Um, So they will never find a cure for cancer. You know, you got (laughs) to... This is the healthcare industry. They don't make money off of healthy people. So I'm going to play you this video by Paul Merrick, uh, Dr. Paul Merrick. Hold on just a sec. So I can quote... um a randomized controlled trial, which is the gold standard that the ivory tower used. So they did a, a, a simple intervention, three things to see what would happen to the risk of cancer. And so it was vitamin D, omega-3 fatty acids, plus an exercise program. And they showed the combination of all three reduced the risk of cancer by 60%. 60%. So those are very simple things that people can do. So, you know, it's a matter of exercising, taking vitamin D, and modifying your diet can significantly reduce your risk of getting cancer. I'm just going to repeat that for a second. You're saying a combination of vitamin D, omega-3 fatty acids, and exercise reduced cancer risk by 60%? That's correct. Wow. (laughs) yes so that doesn't get a lot of press um, because you can't make money in fact it's counterproductive for the pharmaceutical industry and the medical complex if people don't get cancer and so you know this this was published in a peer-reviewed paper in a peer-reviewed journal it's a really good study it's supported by other studies there are many studies that show that exercise reduces your risk of cancer. There's data that shows that simple relaxation techniques and techniques in, in terms of meditation, yoga, relaxation techniques re- improve your outcome if you get cancer. So there are some very simple lifestyle interventions that can reduce both your risk of getting cancer and if you have cancer can improve the outcome all right so there's uh dr paul merrick on that um your doctor is never going to tell you that they're never going to tell you that you can reduce your risk of cancer by exercising and eating right and taking care of yourself um it's just not going to happen the healthcare system's not based off of, or the healthcare system's goal is not to make people healthy. I mean, there are individual doctors who do believe that, and I do believe there are still good doctors out there, but the vast majority, this is just cookie cutter medicine. Um, very disappointing. That's why I don't actually see a primary physician. Um, I see a holistic doctor. I stay out of the healthcare system as much as possible, although I work in the healthcare system. So, all right, more from ICANN. 
um, which is Dell Big Trees uh, organization. So I can I can has obtained data used to identify hot lots of R M N. Okay, let me try again. I can has obtained data used to identify hot lots of mRNA COVID vaccines. So I'm going to read this quick to you here. And then I got another video. I got a lot of videos today, guys, um, which thank goodness, because apparently I can't talk today. Um, So it says there's been lots of reporting over the last year about maybe this, um, maybe the lots are hot. That's really hard to say. I'm sorry. Um, We had a lawsuit. We had a number of appeals and it's been a long road, but we have finally now received from the federal health agencies, the number of doses distributed by lot. So if you don't know what that means, each vial of the vaccine has a lot number on it. Um, ICANN is not doing the analysis itself, but it is choosing to release to the public the data, letting others out there conduct the analysis, which they're doing with the other lawsuit as well. Open Bears did an analysis of this data and has identified what it believes to be a number of hot lots. I will tell you from our quick review of it, over here at ICANN, one of the things I think that stood out is that there are so many lots that appear to be, so to speak, hot. So I'm going to play you the video. This is from Aaron Siri and Del Bigtree discussing this. Victory, right? Uh, you were able to um, sort of run down the hot lots. This is a conversation a lot of people watching the high wire have asked about. Are some of the vaccines, you know, lots worse than others? Well, we saw high rates of injury with certain lot numbers, but there's no way to know if it was a hot lot because we don't know how many of the of that lot there were. So you don't know, is it one in a hundred, the injuries, or one in a thousand? We had to know how big was the lot, right? That was the the big issue. So tell me about this legal win. Sure. So when, the, uh, you know, when a, a vaccine is distributed, it's distributed in, in what they call various lots. So it's, this, you know, Pfizer's COVID vaccine has lots and lots of different lots. It's just a different number assigned to different batches as they roll over the production line. Well, they take those lots, they distribute them around the country. They actually kind of randomize where they send them. And then um, people will then report to theirs, as we know, when there is potential issue. And they report as well, often, not always the lot number. And so sometimes when so some folks who were looking at the VAERS data said, whoa, wait a second, this lot has like way more reports of death than other lots. And so the they said, well, maybe this lot has a problem. Maybe there was a contamination, you know, as uh, as we're going to release very soon. And um, uh, ICANN is going to soon release a, uh, a legal update yeah. in which we actually have uncovered serious contamination issues, for example, at, at a Moderna facility in any event um when you look at that VAERS report uh reported numbers of 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 number of of you know of a lot with lots of deaths the problem is you need to know how many doses of that lot went out maybe that lot had 10 times the number of doses that were distributed versus other lots so It's not surprising that they had 10 num- times the number of deaths. Right. If they had the same number of doses distributed, then you can draw an inference that maybe there was a more of an issue with that lot. So um, there's been lots of reporting over the last year about maybe this lot's hot, maybe that lot's hot. And I know ICANN has gotten a lot of requests yeah. to get the data of how many lots. No, it's hounding you about this. I mean, States. we got people want to know right. and we got to have this answer. Right. So it took, uh, you know, so we had a, a lawsuit. We had a number of appeals and it's been. A long road, uh, but we have finally now received from uh, the federal health agencies 
the number of lots of doses, excuse me, distributed by lot. We got it for the Pfizer COVID vaccine, the Moderna COVID vaccine, as well as the J&J COVID vaccine. Wow. And uh, ICANN is, uh, I understand, is choosing, is not doing the analysis itself, I understand, but is choosing to release to the public that data and letting others out there conduct the analysis. Open VAERS, I know, did an analysis um, of this data and, and has identified what it believes to be a number of, of hot lots. I will tell you, uh, you know, uh, from from our quick review of it, um, you know, over here and at, at ICANN, there's uh, one of the things I think that stood out is that there's so many lots that appear to yeah. be, so to speak, hot. Right. Which makes one makes one conclude, you know, when you got when so many lots are hot, maybe the product's just hot. I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. Hot product. Aaron, thank you for your incredible work. Uh, is still so. Um, boy, um, that's a tongue twister, but ICANN is really doing a ton of work right now, and we're finally getting somewhere and getting all the data on these vaccines. Um, you can also check your batch number, your lot number, by going to howbadismybatch.com. Um, there is just so much wrong with these vaccines. Um, you can't even call them vaccines, but no wonder they're trying to suppress so much of the information around these mRNA, quote unquote, vaccines. Um, the truth is coming out, though, and Dell Big Tree's organization does a fantastic job. They are heroes of the medical freedom movement, and it's coming out, guys. We're going to get the truth out there. Um just a side note, it's been really bothering me. If you're in the medical freedom movement and you're still supporting Donald Trump, like I would love to pick your brain because I just cannot wrap my head around it. I just can't. Um, all right, moving on. Um, the COVID Select Subcommittee held a two-day hearing with Dr. Fauci. It was behind closed doors, of course. Um, but here are the top takeaways. I have so much stuff saved today. Um, I'm going to have trouble finding all the information that I've saved to tell you guys. All right. Um, so key takeaways from Dr. Fauci's two-day testimony. Number one, Dr. Fauci claimed that the six feet apart social distancing recommendation promoted by federal health officials was likely not based on any data. It just sort of appeared, he said. Number two, Dr. Fauci acknowledged that the lab leak hypothesis is not a conspiracy theory. This comes nearly four years after prompting the publication of the now infamous Proximal Origin paper that attempted to vilify and disprove the lab leak um, hypothesis. Number three, Dr. Fauci admitted that the America's vaccine mandates during the COVID-19 pandemic could increase vaccine hesitancy in the future. No kidding. Uh, number four. Dr. Fauci advised American universities to impose vaccine mandates on their students, which is still happening, by the way. Number five, Dr. Fauci played semantics with the definition of lab leak in an attempt to cover up the inaccurate conclusions of proximal origin. It is impossible for him to, to defend proximal origin as a definitive. Number six, Dr. Fauci agreed with President Trump's order that restricted travel from China and supported his further restrictions on travel from EU countries and the United Kingdom. Um, so nothing's going to happen with this um, Dr. Fauci is going to ride off into the sunset being super rich while his evilness is going to continue to harm people all over the world. He did it with the AIDS virus and now he just did it with the COVID virus. 
and he's never going to be held accountable, um, which is unfortunate because we need Nuremberg type trials for what these people did to us. Um, and over a hundred times, Dr. Fauci responded with, I don't remember. Of course not. So two more headlines about COVID and we'll move on. Uh, number one, the so-called COVID vaccines have been found to be independently associated with long COVID. Um, so all these people that have gotten COVID four, five, six times and now claim to have long COVID is more than likely because of the vaccine, not the COVID virus. Um and number two, scientists are now warning that the latest COVID variant, um, quote unquote variant, could trigger a heart failure pandemic. Um, it says scientists are now warning that the latest COVID variant could trigger a heart failure pandemic. And get this, Pfizer, the same company that sold you the so-called vaccines, is making a big bet on that heart failure pandemic. The pharmaceutical giant recently acquired several companies. This includes a major $6.7 billion cash acquisition of Arena Pharmaceuticals, a firm specializing in in, in developing treatments, particularly for heart inflammation conditions like myocarditis and pericarditis. So the company that caused the heart damage is now looking to profit from the heart damage. Is anyone shocked? I'm not. Not shocked at all. So that brings us to disease X. Um, I told you on the last podcast that everyone is sick and I gave you a few of my theories. It hasn't slowed down since the week. Um, the week has gone by since I've talked to you guys last. Our ER is absolutely bonkers. Like we are at capacity. Uh, a neighboring hospital that is the um, cardiac surgical center. They were not taking any more emergencies. Um, that's a big problem. We are pretty much at capacity. There's just patients lining the hallways in the ER. I've been having to scan patients in the hallways. Um, it's, it's a mess. It, it's a giant mess. Um, but disease X um, says, here we go again. Klaus Schwab and the WEF and the so-called global elites are prefer- preparing for disease X, which they warn could result in 20 times more fatalities than the coronavirus pandemic. Um, so, you know, more more fear, but I mean, <laughs> there are a lot of sick people right now. Um, my fear, one of my biggest theories is, is everyone's getting so many vaccines. They're just tanking their immune system and they can't handle these viruses anymore. Their bodies just can't handle it. Um, which, you know, people are calling VADES, uh, vaccine in, you know, um, I forgot the acronym. I'm sorry. My, I'm blanking out. But basically, your immune system is suppressed because of the vaccine. Um, that's probably the best bet here. Um, of course, they would love this to happen because they think the world is overpopulated and that we are useless eaters. Remember, psychopaths love to telegraph what they're planning to do. The question is, will you comply? Um, I believe all this sickness is... Uh, was brought on by these vaccines and they knew exactly what they were doing. We're going to, we're going into another election season. Everyone is sick. They're going to try to implement the, the lockdowns and all this stuff on us again. So take from that what you want. Um, stay healthy. It's getting wild out there. 
getting wild. So uh, next up, James Madison High School in New York City was shut down in order to provide shelter to illegals. Approximately 2,000 illegals were temporarily relocated to the school. Um, so where do the students go? They were forced to stay home and do virtual classes. Does that sound familiar? Sounds familiar, right? Um, there's a video of workers unloading cots and food and supplies. One of the students' moms was uh, recording this. Um, and she was told pretty forcefully that she couldn't record this. They kind of got in a screaming match. Uh, maybe New Yorkers that are voting Democrat will finally wake up to what the Democrats are doing to us. Don't have a ton of hope for that. But um, why are they trying to hide what they're doing? Um, there's so many illegals coming across the border. We can't hide it. There's no hiding this. It's millions and millions and millions. And they're taking over our country. This is bad, guys. This is really bad. Um, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy that they can just commandeer a school, kick out all the students so these migrants have a place to stay. Um, unreal. So on to politics. The Iowa caucuses are Monday. DeSantis and Haley had a debate last Wednesday night. At the same time, Trump did a town hall on Fox. Um, I've got a lot of videos to show you guys about this. Um, but the debate was good. DeSantis knocked it out of the park as usual. Nikki Haley came up with this um, DeSantisLies.com, and she said it during the debate so many times. Um, it was really stupid. But if you go to the DeSantisLies.com, there's not sources there that prove DeSantis was lying about anything. It's literally just Nikki Haley saying DeSantis is lying. Like, there's no sources. There's a bunch of BS. Um, Nikki's also bailed on any more appearances in Iowa. She's doing the basement campaign now, just like Trump is doing, just like Biden did. Um, she won't debate DeSantis in New Hampshire. And um, the last town hall, last couple town halls she did do in Iowa, she wouldn't take any questions from the media or from people. So I think she's pretty much just uh, cashed it in, especially in Iowa, and she's hoping for New Hampshire at this point. But she's a joke. She's just a joke. I, I can't stand her. Um, so Trump's town hall, on the other hand, um, well, guess not, on the other hand, he was filled with lies too, and I'm going to show those to you. But he had a ton of nonsense, a ton of lies, a ton of gaslighting, and I'm going to play you some of these videos. Uh, first, Trump says that DeSantis was the biggest fan of Dr. Fauci, which is complete and utter bullshit. Um, let me get to these videos here. I need like Jeopardy music in the background. Like, doo -doo 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 Where is this? Come on, Jenna. Get your shit together here. All right. Argue with your uh, characterization of how he handled it. But if you go back and look at the records, you will see that the biggest fan of Dr. Fauci was Ron DeSanctimonious. He was a big fan. He said, I go by exactly, quote, I go by what Dr. Fauci said. He said that two months in all the way through and then eventually changed when it wasn't, you know, that wasn't the dessert of the day. But Ron DeSantis was a big Dr. Fauci fan, and nobody wants to cover that. I say it every time. Ben, and of course, so that is literally a bunch of bullshit. 100% bullshit. Um, Trump also says that he's a federalist and didn't actually 
shut down the country for COVID. <laughs> so listen to this. In a sense, because that's the federalist way. No, I didn't actually have a shutdown, despite the fact that some people wanted to and some people didn't want to. But we had some great governors. The governors that did the best job were Republican governors, and they were the ones that didn't shut down. They had, uh, I'm a federalist in a sense. So t- Trump literally took credit for the lockdowns. He locked down nursing homes and he fought Georgia's reopening. Like everything that's coming out of this man's mouth is a friggin' lie, and I'm so sick of it. Um, I got a really funny video to play you after um, the next one, but the next thing he said, he gave this huge word salad on his new abortion stance. Um, play that for you as well. If I can find it, hold please. We'll get there. All right. To this question. Okay. So between you, sir, President Trump, and Ron DeSantis, because you both talk a lot about pro-life, your record, and that's my number one issue and and the cry of my heart is justice for all people. And I've been, you know, vocal and celebrating with you all of your pro-life victories from the past. But then in this campaign, you've also blamed pro-lifers for some of the GOP losses around the country, and you've called heartbeat laws like Iowa's terrible. And so I'd just like some clarity on this because it's such an important question to me. I'd like for you to reassure me that you can protect all life, every person's right to life without compromise. So that's a great question. I appreciate it too. You wouldn't be asking that question, even talking about the issue, because for 54 years, they were trying to get Roe v. Wade terminated, and I did it, and I'm proud to have done it. They wanted to get it back, right? You wouldn't be have that. There would be no question. Nobody else was going to get that done but me. And we did it, and we did something that was a miracle. When I walked onto the stage today, a gentleman in the back, probably works for Fox, nice guy, said, sir, I'd like to thank you. I said, for what? He said, you saved two million lives in the last three years. You saved two million lives. And I said, thank you very much. I knew exactly what he meant. Two million lives. And nobody's done more in that regard than me. Now, I happen to be, uh, for the exceptions, uh, like Ronald Reagan with the life of the mother, uh, rape, incest. I have, I just have to be there, uh, I feel. I think probably 78% or so, Paul, about 78%. It was Ronald Reagan. He was for it. I was for it. But I will say this. Um, you have to win elections. Otherwise, you're going to be back where you were, and you can't let that ever happen again. You've got to win elections. Uh, if you look at it, Iran DeSantis, I don't know what he really believes, because, you know, you never know with a politician, and he's just another politician as far as I'm concerned. But uh, his poll numbers have gone down to a level that he's going to be out of the race very soon. He's going to be out very soon. You know, I watched him last night. He's standing up with his shoes, his fancy shoes. Uh, and he's going to be out of the race within, you know, a lot of people say before, before New Hampshire. Uh, I don't know if that were the reason. I hope it wasn't the reason. I hope it's for other reasons. I can see a lot of other reasons why he shouldn't be. But he's doing very, very poorly. It happened to coincide with that because a lot of people say a lot of, you know, if you talk five or six weeks, a lot of women don't know if they're pregnant in five or six weeks. I want to get something where people are happy. You know, this has been tearing a, a, a country apart for 50 years nobody's been able to do anything. And again, you can only ask that question and you ask it brilliantly. And I understand exactly where you're coming from. I love where you're coming from, but we still have to win 
elections. And they've used this. Uh, you know, we have some great Republicans and they're great on the issue and you would love them on the issue. Uh, and a lot of them have just been decimated in the election, decimated. I mean, absolutely. So uh, we're going to come up with something that people want and people like. Uh, I would love you to. First of all, you have to go with your heart. OK, you have to go with your heart first. Go with your heart, your mind. Go with it. But you do also have to put in there a little bit. You have to win elections. But if it weren't for me with Roe v. Wade, you wouldn't even be talking about this up. You wouldn't be asking that question because we're right back. I remember this. They're the radicals. We're not the radicals because they'll kill a baby. Remember, I had the debate with crooked Hillary Clinton, which I don't call it crooked anymore. I use it now for Joe Biden, as you know. I call her beautiful Hillary. She's a beautiful woman. But but in the debate with, with Hillary Clinton, I said, I said, you know, she's willing to rip the baby out of the womb in the ninth month. And, you know, I never heard this. I, it happened to me. It just came to me during that debate. I didn't go up there thinking I was going to say that. And she even winced. Nobody wants to see that happening after a certain period of time. Nobody. They're the radicals because they're willing to kill the baby in eight months, nine months, or even after birth. If you remember the former governor of Virginia where he said, you kill the baby after the ninth month or even after it's you set the baby aside and you have a conversation with the mother. And if the conversation, can you imagine? But these are the radicals. We're not the radicals. We are not the radicals. Okay, had enough of that. Um, so he is, I'll give him credit on Roe v. Wade. Give him credit on that. And he is right about the Democrats. They do want abortions up until birth and sometimes after birth. But did you hear an answer there? Because I didn't hear an answer. That was a bunch of word salad. And then talking about the polls and talking about Ron DeSantis dropping out, which is not going to happen. They've been saying Ron DeSantis is going to drop out since like months and months and months ago. He's going to drop out in November. He's going to drop out before Christmas. He's going to drop out after the new year. He's going to drop out after Iowa caucuses. He's not dropping out. Like he has so much support behind him. He's not dropping out. It's such nonsense. And then to put in a jab in there about his friggin' shoes or his boots, this is this is just ridiculous. This is Trump is a friggin' circus, and I can't stand it. He's a liar. He's a gaslighter. He has non-answers. He's flip-flopped so many times. I just cannot stand this man. He get him out of my face. Um, all right, enough ranting about that. I have a video that's kind of hilarious um, about Trump saying that he never locked down the country and all this crap. Just just listen to this. Hold on. Let me restart. Would you ever allow a shutdown in the future? Talking about a COVID shutdown. Correct. No, I wouldn't. And I never did. We did the right thing. We closed the country down. Could have kept it open. And I could have done what some countries are doing. I had to shut it down. We did the right thing. Florida did shut down. Ron DeSantis shut down. We're in a place called Florida, and we have a great governor. Wait, a great what? governor knows exactly what he's doing. Terrific job. He just announced that the schools will be open. Governor's done a great job. Florida is down low now with the China virus. He shut his state down very violently. And you're open, and you didn't close, and you're just amazing, right? It's great. One of the greatest governors in our country, and I know a lot of good ones, and I can tell you there's some really bad ones, too. But this is a great one. Governor Ron DeSantis. <laughs> wow. So Trump, Trump is a fraud. 
He's a freaking fraud. He's lying to his base. He's lying to everyone else. And I am so tired of this circus. I'm tired of the circus. We got to move on, guys. We cannot have four more years of Trump. We cannot have four more years of Biden. We need someone in there who's actually going to do stuff and get results. And that is Ron DeSantis. Um, I'm going to play you a video by Steve Dace. He's like, my. this is my favorite uh, show, my favorite podcast. He had a response to all this, and it's terrific. So I'm going to play it for you. It's a little long, so just bear with me here. Should necessarily play a role I got to start this over. Hold on. Things like this to you that are just clear sociopathic levels of lies, like the clips that Aaron played there. Here's the thing, too. If you really believe you're up by 30 points, why would you even need to say those things? You would not. You, you do them out of personal spite. The questioner, by the way, is our old producer, Rebecca. Did she even bring up Ron DeSantis' name in her question? No. No, he so. just chose to do this on his own. That's just a, that's just a, that's a personal character flaw on his part. But that's not your responsibility. And I don't think that should necessarily play a role in whether you're going to vote for him in this primary or the general election or not. You're not responsible for his character flaws. You are responsible, though, when you allow him to impose them on you. You are responsible. And when he says things to you like, I never locked anybody down, and Ron DeSantis was who loved Anthony Fauci, and by implication, not me. You and I wrote a book that sold a, a 200,000 copies. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of countering that entire argument with yeah. how many pages of footnotes. There, yeah. were, there were more footnotes in that book than there were pages, if I recall. Correct? Yes. Yeah, I think that book's going to be right over your shoulder, perhaps. Um, yeah. See, it's not about him. It's about us. It's not about these, the politicians. It's about we, the people. We cannot allow our employees to gaslight us like this. If you own a business in this, in this audience, would you allow your employees to gaslight you to your face like what your employee just your would be? And he's not even your employee right now. He's trying to, he's running to be. But look at the way he's answering the questions. Well, I'll tell you what will win elections. Well, by, by golly, Mr. Trump, I, I yeah. wish you'd enlighten us all because we're getting, we've been getting our ass kicked since, since we started hanging you as the standard bearer of, this, of, of, this, of our side. We have lost every election cycle since the one you barely won. We've lost them all. So by all means, if you know some sacred sauce of what it'll take to win elections and, 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 and the insulting of the most loyal voting base the Republican Party has had for 50 years, pro-lifers, these are the same things John McCain said, the same things Mitt Romney said. Did they become president? Did they win? No. No. You know why? Because this, this has been tried before. This, this strategy of I'm not really pro-life, and so wink, wink, um, I'll get pro-choicers to vote for me, and then all the pro-lifers will show up and vote for me no matter what because they have nowhere else to go. Did Presidents Mitt McCain try that strategy too? How did that work for them? Did it work well for them or not? No. 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 It worked well for Barack Obama. Yes, it did. He became president twice, largely because of that. So if you allow your employees to gaslight you like that, then that's a you problem, man. That's not about Donald Trump. That's on you. That's abusive. Letting someone lie to you like that, who is your subordinate. He is your subordinate. He's treating you like a pawn. He's treating you like a plebe. The assumption there is he can tell you whatever he wants. Lie whatever he wants and people will approve and giggle and some people in the audience did. And there is to be no accountability, none. 
you know, usually employees don't hold themselves accountable. That's why they have what? Bosses. Bosses. Yeah. Who's the boss here? Us. Us! Do you even populist, bro? Do you even populist? That's abusive. To let someone just lie to you like that and gaslight you like that, especially because here's the thing. It wasn't avocado toast obsessed suburban progressive wannabe do-gooder who can work from home all of forever. He wasn't hurt by the lockdowns, was he? The guy that went out there, the guy that went out there who's, who took his wife's last name and doesn't know what gender his kids are. It just sits on, that can work from Zoom forever. Was he the one hurt by Trump's lockdowns? No. No, he could just Netflix and chill to time in memoriam, right? He's fine working at home on a laptop. Who was hurt by the lockdowns? The 10,000 of you that own small businesses. The, those of you that are the roofers, the truckers, you were the ones hurt. The ones working 40-hour weeks for a living. The ones with the small businesses, ten, more than 10,000 of which were eliminated and never came back. Trump's meltdown with COVID hurt his own voters. It didn't hurt theirs, hurt his own. Who were the ones who had to fight to not take that poison that he's proud to invent after the Biden mandate? His own voters were. You. You were. And by golly, man, maybe you don't, get, you, you don't get rich challenging the audience in this business. I don't care. Last year taught me any moment this could be taken away from me. Any moment I might go from a red carpet movie premiere to in an ER half conscious and maybe, maybe dying. So I'm going to tell you what someone needs to tell you. And I'm going to do it because I love you and I love this country. You cannot let any of your subordinates, I don't care if it's Mike Johnson, I don't care if it's Donald Trump, I don't care if it's Mitt Romney, John McCain, any of them, do that to you. And any movement or country or initiative, anything that has no accountability at all is of no use at all. That doesn't mean don't vote for him in the primary. Don't vote for him in the general. People are complicated. <laughs> right now, we have the worst stagflation we've had since Carter. This regime has got to go. We can't live like this in the short term. But in the long term, we're never saving this country without an ounce of integrity on our own side. We cannot allow our employees to treat us like pawns and to treat us like plebes. And that's what he did there. He is violating the social compact with his own audience, his own base, because he's assuming he can say and do whatever he wants and you will approve. And if that's true, that is not the fault of Donald Trump. It's yours. Ooh, Steve Dace, bring in the heat as usual. Now you know why I watch his show and never miss an episode. Um, he's absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> Trump's got to go gotta go guys he's gotta go enough enough of this trump worship i've ha i've had it i'm so over it um so there's a great thread on twitter by a man named michael sanger on how donald trump shut down america it's called re-examining trump's role in the response to covid it's very good but also very long and cited um so i'm not going to read it to you but my gosh it's amazing how so many Trump supporters wanted his memory hole 2020 and what Trump did to us. Y'all need to wake up. Trump has got to go. Um, 
I'm going to do a quick comparison of Trump and DeSantis. Um, I haven't done this before. This is just going to be a few little tidbits here. This is Donald Trump. Attacked the Freedom Caucus early in his presidency and endorsed Paul Ryan. He then signed every spending bill that Ryan and Pelosi gave him. He tried to pass an amnesty bill with Ryan that was reject- rejected by the more conservative wing of the GOP. He added $8 trillion in debt. His first three years, he made Jared Kushner the de facto president. In his last year, he made Fauci the de facto POTUS. He let BLM destroy American cities all summer. He knew he lost the election, but kept pushing the stolen election garbage that led to the J6 debacle. He raised $250 million from Stop the Steal and didn't use any of that money on election integrity. He cost us two Senate seats in Georgia. He ushered in the greatest attack on our liberties during COVID. He attacked DeSantis three days before an election and started lying about the best Republican in our country. He implied that DeSantis was a pedophile and that a Soros and that DeSantis was a Soros puppet, and he rewards people who attack Casey DeSantis in saying that she faked her cancer. His current campaign is nothing more than a legal defense fund. He doesn't know what a woman is. He brags about being endorsed by BLM, and he wants to build the FBI a new billion-dollar headquarters in the swamp. He says heartbeat bills are terrible. He is infatuated with China's dictator Xi Jinping. His son-in-law made billions from the Saudis. He's a pathological liar. He didn't keep any of his 2016 campaign promises, and he is almost 80-year-old in a Big Mac away from sunsetting. Okay. DeSantis made child mutilating surgeries illegal, signed a law to protect women's spaces, signed a law to keep men out of women's sports, removed two Soros DAs, no BLM rioting in Florida convened a grand jury to investigate vaccine injuries, signed a heartbeat bill, made child rape a death penalty offense, signed a tough migration bill, number one in, number one economy in America, number one for education, number one for in-migration in the U.S., budget surplus with no state income tax, largest tax, tax cuts in Florida history. Florida has the best overall fiscal policy in the U.S. Crime in Florida is at a 50-year low. Turned a battleground state deep red. He fights and wins against CRT, DEI, ESG. He banned Chinese land ownership in Florida. He bans Florida investment in China. He bans central bank digital currency. He removed Florida pension money from BlackRock. He has banned sexualization of kids in school. He fights woke Disney and wins. Permitless carry, um, permitless concealed carry in Florida. He uh, implemented the Stand Your Ground Law, Parental Rights and Education Act, and he had a 20-point re-election win in his battleground state of Florida. So there's many more good things that DeSantis has done. We could literally be here all day. I can send you another link if you want. But DeSantis is the clear choice here. Um, you can't even compare the two. You, ju- you just can't. On, like, I don't understand this MAGA cult base. You have this guy, Ron DeSantis, who is giving you the results that Donald Trump promised you that never delivered on, and DeSantis is doing it and more. My gosh, people, come on. He's right there. We need to take him. Um, I do think he's going to win Iowa. Um, It's going to be like 20 below on caucus night. 
But I, I, I do believe DeSantis has the numbers, and I hope this wakes people up. If he wins the Iowa caucus, I hope this wakes the people on the right up. And we've got to dump Trump, guys. We've got to get him out. I cannot take him anymore. Um, gosh, we just got to move on. Um, all right. So uh, people ask me if I will vote for Trump if he wins the primary, and that is a big hell no from me. I will never vote for that man again. Um, Jill Anthony, she's a great follow on Twitter. She has her reasons for this, same as my reasons. She just says it more eloquently than me because I just tend to rant and throw F-bombs. Um, but here, this is what she has to say. I think it's comical that I get asked almost daily, if Trump is a nominee, will I vote for him? My immediate reaction is not a chance. He got my vote twice and never will again. Same. So the reasons I won't vote for Trump and many uh, many other people won't are legitimate policy and spending decisions he's made. The clot shot, $8 trillion in spending, um, the way he's lied about DeSantis and his incoherent ranting on Truth Social. Those are just the top reasons he'll never get my vote again. Unlike MAGA saying they won't vote for DeSantis because of these made-up narratives and lies. He's not loyal. He abandoned Florida. He wears boots. He's antisocial. Oh, and the best one, the DeSantis supporters are mean. Um, such nonsense. DeSantis is the real deal. He is by far the best candidate I'll ever have a chance to vote for. I don't have to spend my time making excuses for DeSantis's behavior or policies, and that is so refreshing. Um, absolutely. We don't have to make up excuses for what DeSantis does because he does good things. Trump does bad things and then lies to his base and everyone's just like clapping like trained seals like, oh, MAGA 2024. Like, I'm just so freaking tired of that shit. Um, Trump destroyed this country with his response to COVID. Um, I would never give him another four years. Uh, he won't. He won't win the general election, anyways. He just won't. There's zero chance that he will win re-election. Independent voters absolutely hate him. It, it's just not happening. Um, so um, another little tidbit here, and then I'll wrap things up. I was listening to another one of my favorite podcasters, Shannon Joy, yesterday. She hit on Robert J. Salvador. He works for the Trump campaign. He's like this tech genius who moved his business to Florida during COVID so he could be free. He's now, um, I think he's the communications director of uh, DeSantis's campaign. He's been calling out these fake polls over the past few months, and um, he's big into the AI stuff, and he's doing his AI polls, which are very different than what the regular polling companies are put out. But he went on Shannon Joy's show. She interviewed him, and he talks about you know the fake polls in this new age of AI polls. But um, he talked about this guy named Alex Brusewitz, who works for Donald Trump in their social media um, army, I guess you could say. And I guess Alex, by Trump's, um, Trump told Alex Brusewitz to send out these messages in 2022, I believe it was 2022, to prepare for 2023 in the election of 2024, offering these conservative big talkers like Charlie Kirk, Tim Poole, Candace Owens, to pay all these people to be Trump's online army, to basically lie and grift and make money for Trump. So I'm going to just 
play you a little bit of um, Robert Salvador's interview on the Shannon Joy show. And um, then we'll wrap things up here. Brucewitz, his little sidekick, started sending out messages last audience year. Who, wait, wait, wait. Let me slow you down right here. Can you tell the audience who Alex Brucewitz is? Sure. So it is one of Trump's, you know, go-to, Alex is one of Trump's go-to guys, um, strategists, uh, especially online, does a lot of the online work. Um, he's been very terrible and said terrible things about, you know, women and, and just people in general and just things that are not good for elections, that are not professional. And just anyone who's good at their job doesn't need to act like that to win their, you know, win at their job. You know, look at how Michael Jordan used to present himself because he was the best, but he did it with respect because he knew he was with the best. Right. So Alex is one of Trump's kind of henchmen. Um, and rumor has it, Alex has a big hand in all of the, you know, conservative ink or grift ink or con ink, whatever you want to call it. So Alex sent out this message last year to all these big influencers saying, um, hey, I have a comms project that I think you'd be perfect for in 2023 and 2024. Let's talk about it. So I have that screenshot. And that yeah. explains why you can see all of these people from the Tim Pools and, and you know Candace Owens and all of them literally saying the exact opposite of what their tweets and what their posts said a year ago, two years ago. So they're incentivized by something. But to your point, the Trump movement is done after this election. Even if he wins the primary, yeah. he will not win the general election. And many of us, yourself included, myself included, there is no way we're going to pallet MAGA trying to feed us, you know, Donald Trump Jr. or another Trump term in 2028. So either way, I think this Con Inc. has made a bad decision because they have betrayed their whole audience for money in two, three years. Back saying, hey, everyone, um, there's a new candidate in town, like Trump's going downhill. Like Trump has been losing nonstop since 2018. There is no question if and when he loses again this time, they may try and stick around as a party, but they're done. And if Republicans want to win an election ever again, we have to move this Trump cancer out of the party. So point is, I agree with you. I don't know why Grift Inc. Um, made the decision to kind of betray their audiences like this. But what you are watching is the Biden basement campaign. You are watching mm. Donald Trump and his team learned from the left. They are presenting a movie to you, a Hollywood production. That is what Donald wow. Trump's campaign is. The last thing I'll say, a guy I know on the ground in Iowa um, told me that he or a friend of his basically owns a geofencing company, which is basically a way to go around a physical location and track where everyone's from who's at that location, right. via cell phone data, right. via cars, other things, right? They said that over 60% of the people at Trump's last rally in Iowa were from out of state. So we are watching uh, a movie production. Yeah. I mean, wow. how deep does it go? Who knows? Maybe as deep as what we saw during COVID. But yeah, we are. That's wow. why we think DeSantis will perform better. And that's why Republicans yeah. are really screwed if DeSantis doesn't beat Trump and Trump's our nominee. Yeah. You know, and this makes sense. You would. So. Trump's putting on a movie. Um, is anyone surprised by that? I mean, I was like, I, I honestly thought Trump still had a pretty big base, but with this uh, this information coming out that they're busing, basically busing in people um, from other states to make it look like Trump's Iowa rallies are huge. M my gosh, you know, all this talk about Trump... Um, getting rid of the deep state and all this stuff. 
he is the deep state. These, these, this is a psyop. His rallies are a psyop. The polls are a psyop. Khan Inc. is a psyop. It's all being pushed out there to make it appear that Trump has all this backing and this support when I believe most people just want to move on. Um, what, uh, Robert Salvador said about Trump being a cancer. He is a cancer. He's ruining the Republican Party. Um, if he does win the primary, I'm I'm out. I'm done with the Republican Party. I don't even really consider myself a Republican. Um, I don't really consider DeSantis a Republican. Um, he's just running in the Republican ticket. But this has got... He's just got to go. We need to get rid of this cancer. Cut it out. There's something beeping in my house right now, and it's driving me crazy. And I think it's my husband doing something, and I'm going to smack him. Um, driving me nuts. Something's beeping. <laughs> um, but every this whole thing, this whole MAGA movement is a PSYOP, and it's a cult. You have I, the lady I talked about last week. Um, that was messaging me all about the Q stuff that Trump is still the commander in chief and all this nonsense. She just will not stop. Um, apparently, if you do not support Trump, it automatically makes you a woke leftist who supports Biden. Like, get out of here. These people are so brainwashed. And that this is cult behavior when you can't even call out the lies of this person that you follow, you can't even be honest with yourself. You are in a cult and it's just, it just needs to stop. We've got to get DeSantis in there and change this country because Steve Deese is right. We cannot have another four years of this. We just cannot. Um, all right, enough of my ranting and bitching. So, so for some encouragement this week, um, I believe the tide is turning. Uh, Shannon Joy reported that hundreds, if not thousands, of medical freedom people are descending on Iowa in support of DeSantis. Um, I truly believe the grassroots movement in this country um, is going to save this country. The medical freedom movement has been brewing for years, and we are not stopping, and we are not going to settle for MAGA or Donald Trump. Um, I truly have faith that we will change the trajectory of this country if we stay honest to ourselves, to God, and don't lie to ourselves about Trump and all this craziness. Like, yes, we need to get Biden out of there, but <laughs> Trump ushered in the Biden presidency. You got to be honest with yourselves, guys. Like, Trump failed. He failed us. He's the reason why Biden is our president right now and why gas is out of control and our grocery bills are out of control and the housing market sucks. Like this has got to stop. We need to we need to change things and it starts here in Iowa on Monday night. Um all right. Let me give a shout out to my friend Kevin Crater and his podcast The Kevin Crater Show. Go check him out. Um he's a good listen, great Christian man. Um, also talk about Shell Shock CBD. It's a company I work with that sells THC products and CBD products. They're veteran owned out of Texas. Uh, John Burke and his colleague Josh are great. It's a great company, affordable prices, pure products. Um, they test all of their ingredients, organic, non-GMO. Um, my favorite are obviously the Delta 9 gummies I've talked about in the past and the rack out gummies for sleep. Um, I take one pretty much every night. I have a lot of stress in my life lately. So it um, helps me drift off to sleep and I'm not drowsy the next day. 
Um, I also want to give a shout out to my friend Lance Zaleski's business here in New York State, LZ Tactical Firearm Concepts. Um, there's probably going to be a point in the near future where we are going to be needing to defend ourselves. Um, these illegals are all over our country and most of them do not have good intentions. So I highly recommend getting a firearm and learning how to use it and defend yourself and your family. Um, and Lance will help you do that. And then my brother-in-law's business, DJR Custom Electronics, he does car starters, car security, home security, great prices, great quality. And of course, it's my family, so they're awesome. So that does it for today, guys. I'm going to head out with my husband and we're going to go to lunch and do some shopping and hopefully get back here before this so-called blizzard hits. Um, as I was doing the podcast, it is snowing pretty hard here. I'm watching my doggies outside right now. Um, so everyone pray for Ron DeSantis, pray for this country, um, pray for the safety of everyone traveling to Iowa in this terrible weather. Um, and hopefully next weekend, I will have some great news to share with you that Ron DeSantis has won the Iowa caucuses and we are waking people up. All right, guys, have a great weekend and thank you for listening. Um, this is the next generation.